So I think my guest actually had um, some issues with her connection. It was a really, really lovely talk. I enjoyed it. And I hope you guys also enjoyed it. So um, in all, in all, my advice to the youth out there is to look at the shortcomings and look at, look at, look at yourself, look around, look at yourself, look at your friends, look at your family and everyone around you and try, try searching like picking out what your parents did wrong what like how those disadvantages and try improving yourself and try um try not doing it on your kids when you actually finally start um, getting kids and all and also thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed it come back again next time um sending your comments and your views and your experiences on spotify Pocket Cast, Breaker, Google, Podcast, and Radio Public. And also follow us on our Facebook page, Life as a Young Nigerian Adult. Life as a Young Nigerian Adult. I hope you enjoy it and, um, and get ready for our next podcast. I know you enjoy it. It will be a very lovely, lovely podcast. Thank you. I love you all. <laughs> Good evening once again. So welcome to my podcast live um, as a young Nigerian adult. Um, on this episode of Nigerian parents versus Nigerian youth. This is the episode. And like I promised you the last time, we'll uh, bring in a guest, a very, very lovely guest, with a very good friend of mine. I know you all want to hear her voice. I know who she is. So let me allow her introduce herself to you. So how are you, princess? <laughs> how are you, princess? I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. So please introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. Um, my name is... Um... Lucky Princess, um, from Bielsa. I'm 23. I'll be 24 this year, actually. Um, um, I'm from a family of six. Two boys and four girls. I'm the first. I'm the first child. We're based in Bielsa, and I'm a graduate. Studied English language and literature, hoping to go for my youth service. I'm a proud Nigerian. Okay, okay, that's really nice. You're a proud Nigerian youth, yeah. So, meaning you must have had experiences with your parents and all that. So, okay. Mm, Definitely. I know you have been listening to my podcast and uh, you have been, you, I think you sent in your review. And your your experience one time, so I I wanted you to bring like I wanted you to say like come and say it yourself. Like I wanted you to come out and say it yourself. So, but first of all, I like can you tell me what you think about the typical Nigerian parent upbringing? Like you know this typical Nigerian parent upbringing, how they bring up their children and the disadvantages advantages of it. Um. I am. I would say uh, our Nigerian parents they do they bring us up in the fear of God. You know, we Nigerians we are very religious and all the rest. So our parents they are very strict. They don't want us to go astray. They want us to 
go the right way, not to destroy ourselves. So they make sure they bring us up. They bring us up in the fear of in the fear of God and and all the rest. So so why bringing us up? They are kind of very strict, you know. They are very very strict. There are certain things we really want to do, but they restrict us from doing it. Okay, so okay, let's just let's just not just bring it down to Nigerian parents. Let's let, let's like bring it down to parents in general. Like apart from being strict, there are still some other things they they do that actually affect the children in like different ways. So can you tell me the disadvantages? Like what do you think are the disadvantages of this um, parents upbringing from your own point of view? Mm. There are lots of disadvantages. I would say one is psychologically. Okay. It affects us psychologically. So what is what is psychology actually? That's the study of human mind. How you how you behave, how you act on certain things, your thinking. You know, you want to do certain things like yourself, your you want to do certain things and you tell your parents that, oh, mom, I, I want to do this. Like, let me say you love dancing and you want to join a dance crew. You know, they will discourage you. They will tell you all these things you're doing is rubbish. So you lose interest. It reduces, it reduces your self-esteem. Your... Mm. Then another disadvantage is socially. You know, our parents, our parents, very strict that they don't let us go out. They want you to be inside two for seven. Read your book, read your book, read your book. And they say all play, all all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. So if you're always indoors, 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 there are different kind of things that will be running through your mind. They say that an idle man is a devil's workshop. So when you when you're always in negative negative things like sometimes before you know depression will come up you feel like committing suicide you feel like this one you feel like doing that one because our parents they don't let us do what we want so it affects us socially we lack this um ability to communicate to interact with people socially sometimes it makes us become very rude it's not because we choose to be rude. It's the way we were trained. It's the way we were brought up. We are trained in a way that we don't socialize with people. We are always inside. You know, when they see you with someone, okay. they will shout at you. Okay, so okay. That's, those are that's the two really disadvantages. Part, yeah. I've actually had. Um, I've been. I've, I. I am. I, um, a kind of. Oh, I was. I was affected psychologically because I remember the first, I think I, when I was around 13 years old. So I wrote a book. I wrote a book. The title of the book is Benita. It's actually a very short book. So I, when I finished writing the short story, it's like I think about 25 pages or so. I remember showing it to my mom for the first time, and then she's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Mom, my first um, 
real short story you have written. And then she she looked at me. She opened the first page and she's like, why are you giving it to me? Like, mommy, you know, I've always wanted to be like Chino Achebe and the rest. And then she laughed. My mom actually laughed at me. She laughed at me and she was like, do you think you can pull it off? Do you know the the, um, the stages Chino Achebe had to pass through? Do you know what he had to do? Do you know the school he went to and all those other stuff? So the thing just closed my mind, like psychologically affected because like I'm showing you something as my mom. So I expect uh, you to be like, you to encourage me, you know, encourage me and tell me that, okay, this is how it is. This is how it is. Okay. If you want to go through here, read my book and tell me that, okay, see, this is where you went wrong. This is where, if you do it like this, you'll get it like this. But then she laughed at me. It was really bad. I still feel bad today that most times I want to do something. I'll be like, do you think I can actually pull it off? And she's actually the one that's supposed to be on it and tell me that, see, I know you can do this. I know you can do that. I know you can move forward. I know, you know, all those things that parents are normally supposed to do. And socially, my parents' upbringing actually affected me because now I'm not able to socialize. I'm not able to actually socialize before. I prefer sitting in, inside my house from morning yeah. till night. Like I could stay a week indoors, I could stay a month indoors. And I can hardly relate to friends. I can hardly relate to friends. Because there's something my dad normally, when I was in uh, secondary school, my dad did not let me have friends. Yeah. They would tell me, I did not send you to school to have friends. But then I'm supposed to interact with people and I'm supposed to learn how to interact with people. That's why there's school. You would have just brought a teacher to my house if you don't want me to have friends, right? Yeah. But then, since you took me to school, I have to with all the way it spoke to me and how it made me, what you told me, made me actually not being able to have friends. So today, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm hardly able to keep up with friends. I'm hardly able to go about it. And some people will actually think that, oh, it's a fault. She doesn't know how to keep up with friends. Some people will see me as proud because I don't really know how to make friends. I don't really know how to talk with them. But then they don't know it's actually because of the way my parents brought me up. And because of that, now I'm really, really shy. Like, I'm actually shy to do most of the things I want to do. I cannot do them because I cannot face it. Now, those are some of the disadvantages. So, to you now, like, from your own um, view now, like, what experiences have you had? Like, this um, psychological and social experience. Have you had any experience, like, with your parents and... Mm, I've had a lot, like even now, even till now, I think those those things that happened then I was still a teenager, I think they are still affecting me psychologically and even socially. Okay, I will say that while I was growing up, you know, I loved singing, like I love lots of things. I love acting, I love singing, I love dancing too. I, will, I, I joined the church choir. I also joined the drama team in the church and dancing in school. So when I'm going for rehearsals, like I'm going for choir rehearsals in church, my dad would be like, I'm going to look for boys, I'm just following boys up and down. Instead of me to stay in the house, to do something reasonable with my life. So all those thoughts, all those yeah, complaints discouraged me that I had to withdraw myself from all those activities. I had to start staying in the house. I'll, I'll have react. I'll just give them one or two excuses not to go. Just because I was avoiding certain issues between myself and my parents. Let it, let it not look as if I'm being disobedient or I'm 
of one child. Then friends, friends, ha. My mom will tell you that friends, friends, what, what do you need friends for? What do you need friends for? Eh, they will only lead you to destruction, but I'll tell you that in every aspect of our life, we all need friends because through friends, we can learn new things. We learn new things. So you just sitting at home without friends is totally wrong. You're just depending on your, like, you're just idle, doing nothing. And before you know, depression will come. It got to a point that I almost committed suicide. Like, I was really depressed. Had to take full card of paracetamol. But thank God nothing happened, Sha. Nothing happened. Because of how depressed I was, I was not allowed to go out. I was not allowed to make friends. If I'm being caught talking with my neighbors, I'll be shout out. Once it is six o'clock in the evening, we are all inside. All we are expected to do is just read, 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 read. The only time we can even manage to turn on the TV is, let me say, weekend or holiday. I think there was a time I took, I took um fourth position myself and my younger brother. We both took fourth position in school. Ah. My mom was really mad. She was like, so all those people that are taking fairs, they have you can imagine. four heads, they have seven heads. She flogged us like this. Eh? She flogged the hell out of us. Ah, she flogged the hell out of us. And why why would you come home with fourth position? Fourth. So those people that took fairs, what happened to them? Eh, it's because they are not reading, it's because they are not reading. Then I think when I was in the university also, I also had this experience that when I gained admission, my mom was like, hey, you that like making friends, if you like, go and make the whole school your friends. Surprisingly, when I got to, to school, I had only two friends. And out of the two friends, I was close to just one. Like, we're together throughout my school days. See, we finished. That was the only friend I was seeing with. They don't see me with any other person. So if they don't see the two of us working together, they will be like, ah. Princess, well, where is your friend that she's not in school or what happened? I'll be like, eh, she's not feeling fine, so she's in the house. Maybe after class, I'll go and meet her. They'll say, ah, you people are twins now. You people always work together. You see, it's the way I was brought up, not to make friends. So when I, 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 I find it difficult to go out, I don't go clubbing, I don't go partying. If you invite me for your birthday, it's by the grace of God that we will come. Most times I'll tell you, don't worry, I'm not interested. I don't want to come. Because I was brought up in a way not to even go out, just stay inside. So the only place I do go to class, my house, class, my house, my friend's place, class, my house, my friend's place, or my boyfriend's place. Finish. Those are the only places I go to. It got to a, it got to a point that my friend told me that, ah, princess, princess, you know, I know you're your daily activities. You're always going to class, house, class, house, class, house. You don't go out. It's, it's, it's that my friend that will even drag me sometimes. He'll go to this, um, since the community, it's more like a community and it has very big river. So we we'll just go to the riverside and just admire the beauty of nature, just admire the river, sit down there, just just, and then we'll go back to the house. Those are the places we go to. So you see, it's affected me in a way that I, I, I found it difficult to interact. Like I had phobia with crowd, anything crowd. I had phobia, anything crowd. If I go to a crowded place, I will feel so awkward.
comfortable that I'll have to leave the place. So I don't, I and don't go to anywhere that I see crowded that, people um, there. Actually, I don't go there. Um, going so, out to actually bring you um, some good opportunity. <coughs> the thing when you go out, uh, like <laughs> youth kind of fun, they don't know you can get opportunities yes. from actually going out, and they feel that you have to actually everything. Yeah. Your point of view is never correct. So. Yeah, I, I I got this opportunity. I got this opportunity to work in a media house, I think a radio station. So when I told my mom about it, that uh, I want to work in a radio station, she was like, radio station, we'll be giving you transport. Eh, if you refend your transport, you, you that don't have money, say, we'll give you. I bet stay in the house, you're not going to any. So that was how I just missed the opportunity. Working in the radio station or in the tv house or in the media house and then she does not understand because that's not what she wants from you she wants something else from you so you get and it's really it's really yes mm. they wanted me to be a lawyer so you see well i stubbornly filled english i i remember when i wrote the jam i my mom, I wanted going to University of Portafort. My mom wanted in, uh, Niger Delta University. My dad wanted law. They both wanted law. And me, I, I did not want the law. I wanted English and literature. So when I took the jam, I had to fill in English and literature. After jam, when this course came out, ah, my dad said I should send him my, I should give him my YF results and my details that he's going to do change, of course. Surprisingly, he did. He changed it to law. And when I got the admission, I got English. They were not happy. They were not happy at all. My dad was really angry. But thank God, I told him I'm not doing anything. Of course, I will study this English and graduate. And thank God, I did the English. The worst part of everything is they don't even want to know like what your passion is, like what your passion is about. They don't even want to know about it. That and this actually turn um turn um you. They, when they become yeah. adults, they actually turn out to be very sad. And then their parents don't understand that how they treated them, how they brought them up. They don't actually know. They feel that, oh, I'm your parent. I'm older than you. So I get to see everything about your life. I get to tell you how you get to go about your life. Although there are definitely some advantages to it. But the disadvantages here is too, are too much. And it's not really, really cool. Like from what I've actually seen from all the... Um, the, the Everything I've, I've actually gone around to make a survey, and I've actually discovered that there are three types of parenting. I this is worldwide. I don't really think it's just in Nigeria. There are the strict parents, there are the strict and guiding parents, and then there are the nonchalant parents. I think we already talked about the nonchalant parents in our other our other podcast. Like I was brought up by strict parents, it's just strict, strict. They feel you have to respect them, like. If you if you if you, talk, if you come and talk yeah. to them like you are giving you are disrespecting them, you get. If you if you want to come and tell them, okay, mom, I want to do this. They feel like you don't have the fear for them. They feel you should fear them, like you should fear, fear. You should have that fear in you that oh, I'm talking to my parents, so I cannot do this. I cannot talk that. When you're actually supposed to be able to communicate with your parents, you're actually supposed to be able to tell them that mom i want to do this mom something happened like this really you get what i'm saying yeah and it's really bad and then they don't understand and then they are strict and yeah they are yeah. strict on you to an extent and then 
even with being strict, they are still able to guide you and tell you this is how you should go about it. Tell you, okay, if you want to go into modeling or if you want to go into journalism, um, this is the part you should follow. This is how you should do it. You get that kind of setting. Those are actually the best type of parents. But then parents, they don't actually understand. They, they just want to be that, like, they don't, most yeah. times, it's better you are, you are a parent and a friend to your child, not just a parent. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's better you are a parent and a friend to your child, not just a parent. Because if you are a parent, yeah. there are some kind of things you your ch- your children cannot tell you, they cannot relate with you, and they cannot even they don't even want you to know. But when you are their friend, they are able to come and tell you, Mom, this is what happened today, that this is what happened today, this is this where I made a mistake, and then you are able to talk to them, and then they are this the last type of parent. Uh, are the nonchalant parents, and it's and that is the like worst type of parents, and the kind of parents that they go out and don't care about their children. All they know is to give their children money for pay for their school fees and do the necessary things. Uh, forget those those necessities are um, are just one phase, like one life. You have to also be there for the child. You have to also be there to guide the child. In a uh, like in a very good and right way, so you understand what I'm saying. So for you now, from these three type of parenting I've talked about, like what, like which yeah. type of parenting did your your parents raise you with? Not not even not even strict, like very <laughs> very strict, 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 strict. strict. And uh, and it must have affected you in um in a bad way. Very strict. Right? So so tell us tell us some of the good ways if you can tell us some of the good ways. Yeah. Okay, the good ways. Mm. I I became close. Like my book became my best friend. You know, I started reading wide, like whenever whenever I'm with my phone, sometimes they feel that whenever I'm with my phone, I'm always chatting, but they don't know that whenever I'm with my phone, sometimes I search for news and I will tell them that, ah, mommy, daddy, ah, have you heard the news that so, so, so thing happened in Nigeria? They'll be like, ah, where did I hear the news? I'll say, oh, yeah, don't worry, once it's eight o'clock, just tune into your eight, uh, AIT channel for their eight o'clock news you see there so most times i give them information about what is going on then again i think in terms of dressing in terms of dressing i do dress decently i don't really wear those kind of skimpy skimpy things while going out like if i want to go out and if i wear a very a tiny hand clothes i do put on jackets so and people will be praising me. They'll be like, they'll use me to cite example for their kids. They'll be like, are you not saying that girl? Are you not saying how well trained she is? She does not misbehave. She does not go out. She does not do all these clubbing things. She's always, she works with her parents. She obeys them. So those are the good ways it affected me. At least I graduated with a good grade. I did been, I did not listen to them. I believe I would have not graduated with a good grade. I wouldn't have even had interest in reading. So that those are the good aspects. It really affected me. 
it also made me it made me bold and outspoken. You know, my mom always tells me that I should never let anybody intimidate me. I should always defend myself no matter what, no matter how strict she can be. I should always know how to defend myself. So I, I can defend myself in public. I'm very outspoken. I'm not really that shy. I'm not really that shy because I was encouraged to work more on the book aspects. Book, like when, they, when we have debates in school, Okay, all those okay. so please, that, I do that, take part. So, it's made me outspoken. Just bring in something like why uh, your parents taught you, or your mom rather taught you how to be very outspoken. <clears throat> My mom, on the other hand, she taught me how to keep to myself, how not to say anything in public, how not to get myself involved with anything, and how to, um, how when I have issues, I should just walk away from it. and I'm starting to realize that it's really bad because most times when those when I have issues with someone and I just keep quiet and it's actually going out I like many hearings and everything and I'm not able to come out and defend myself. Some people tend to place me on that way. They tend to put me that, okay, yes, she actually did it. Like she actually did bad and all that stuff. And then they don't actually understand that I did not do it, but I'm not able to come out and say it. It's of recent I learned how to come out and say, okay, you did me wrong, you did this, you did that. Normally, I would just keep it and, like, just rather ghost you, like, just rather stay on my own. 